Thanks for joining us on the Church of the Lakes podcast, where we inspire life, share life, and give life. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at cotlakes.com. We'd love to connect with you. Now, let's go to the message. Who we are as a person, which is 
talk about our point that Margaret's the prison was shaking. At once the prison doors flew open and everyone came to the the jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. Alright, and he knew he was gonna get killed anyway, so he's just gonna kill himself. But Paul tells him, Don't, don't harm yourself. We're all here. Jailer called for rent, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, What's this question? They're gonna say, been hearing them pray. And he had been hearing them singing. Checking on. Maybe he has an idea who these guys are and who they represent and what they're all about. But this was a cherry on top and they were still sitting there and so he asked the question, Sir, what must I do to know your God? What, what, what do I have to do to live your life? What do I have to do to be able to be beaten and saved? What do I have to do that I have that kind of character and honor that you would honor me by staying here when the doors open? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your, and there's the word that tells the whole story. Oh, 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 let me write it down for you. In Greek, it's the word oikos. Oikos, right? And when you translate, when we hear the word household, you picture your house. But I need you to understand in the original language, it did not mean just your house. It meant all who might come under the roof of your influence. What I want to talk to you today about is this. If that doesn't mean just because I get saved, my kids are automatically saved. That's not true. One day they're going to have to make a decision for Jesus for themselves. What that means is this. If I truly get saved and am transformed and I live out what I'm marked and called to do, those who are within my sphere of influence will come to know Jesus. Simply because of my life. Simply because of the way I act. Simply because of the way I respond before I Right? Your sphere of influence. That's what I want to talk about today. Because I think we can tie last week's teaching talking about character and who we are and building our character and, and who that, what God's trying to do inside of you. Like I said, some of you are feeling like you're just doing donkey duty right now. And the reality is that God is building your character. He's waiting for you to get plugged in the song of singing. But here's what is so cool about God. He's captured where he's got you right now. In your particular situation. Completely, totally on purpose. And I think there's a temper going on. It's a bogo. I think what's going on is he has you in the place that he has you because one, he's developing your character. You know that neighbor? Come on, somebody's got a neighbor out here that's fine. Somebody's got a co-worker out there that somewhat smart. Some of you right now are battling with your own stuff. Struggling right now with kids, or some of you guys at home have got that kid that's next to you in your class. And I need you to hear, listen to me. I'm working on your character. He's working for us to be a people who lean on him so that we might be the type of people who can flog and sing. Flog and pray and still give him honor as well. 
Just because you preach this thing, God, because God is so amazing and so awesome in His sovereignty and His His understanding that is way beyond our ability to think or feel or understand. At the same time, He's building your church, and guess what He's doing? He's using you to be a light in that same sphere of influence. There's two things going on at the same time. And so I want to talk to you today, and I think we talked about the who and the character, but today I want to talk to you to the second part of that. You are where you are today on purpose, in your particular sphere of influence, because God has you there. So, you have to know, I like to get into theology, and then I like to try to break it down practically, and put it in play tomorrow. So what does that mean? What does that look like? What does that act like? Okay, tomorrow, Monday morning, I get up, I go to school, I go to work, whatever it is I've got to do tomorrow, I'm homeschooling kids, whatever. Whatever it is that, how do I look at this and say, he's developing my character, it was just to be a light in the situation. So let, let me break it down a little bit. Let's talk about your sphere of influence. What is your particular sphere of influence? Let me give you three pieces to it. Number one is my people. Your people. Your people. You're, you're your people. You have people, the ones that are closest to you that you spend the most time with. Sociologists have come up with this idea. That there are the number of people that you spend Christmas an hour, at least an hour a week or more with. And sociologists would call that your sphere of influence. Now what's interesting is that they've broken it down. That's so cool. They've broken it down, and they say most people have about 12. Isn't that interesting? That Jesus had 12? Most people have about 12 people that they spend more than an hour a week with. Now, I said it last week, I'll say it again. Most fathers spend seven minutes a day with their children. Add that up, over seven days, that's 49 minutes. In other words, in most homes, children are not even in their father's sphere of influence. In fact, we're going to have to true another day. That's just a challenge for us fathers. Right? But the, the, the reality is there are people. You know, there are people that are in place in there. And some of those people, come on, somebody, you don't like them. Somebody was spiritually running for an elder meeting. Because I knew whatever I said, they were going to kind of spit up, spit 
governance, education, economy, media, religion, gender, and our human community. And some of you are going to have to take out parts of that last thing that you're really passionate about. Are there going to be government stuff or some of you? They don't want to start saying it. Come on now. You live in a government country.
The reason I'm saying that when I want to go up to the first people said, I want to give it something to focus on. But for me, I am a simple man, y'all. You know? Come on now. Half my family is a little different. I'm from Louisiana, right? And every day, that's 49 and 50 in the United States. All right? I got to have it broken down. So, number one is this. Number one is your manner. Your manner. Come on, Shirley. That's right. Anybody else ever have a moment and say, what is it about that? I'm crazy, like, I will start to do that too. My mom used to say this to me. She said, you just look at me and go, boy, if you go out there and act like an idiot, you better stand up in the middle of that room and say, I'm all ready to dinner. I'm just sitting up here fooling right now. I heard that out of the house. I never announced it. I still had to go to school. Anybody else? Come on. This is your manner. The way we talk to people. The things that we say to people. Others of you are who are, who are with us. Brother Michael and the Salazar from up north. Please let me know something. We're incredible for us, for our kids. Please allow them to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, too. Listen, that's not a disrespecting. That's not an old name thing. That's an honest thing. I, I was out there at school that way. This is all. And I ended up playing with a lady who was like 70 years old, and I said, yes, ma'am, and she said, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. I said, ma'am, Thomas, you were good to me. She said, you're not calling me ma'am. You make me feel old. I said, I said, ma'am, if I don't say yes, ma'am, my mama comes out of those woods and hits that son hit with a bracket. Use your manners. Learn your manners. Right? This is why you four, five, and six is wise in the way you act for an outlet. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. What is grace? Grace is undeserved favor. They don't deserve it. They're, they're, they're saving those words. Come on now. It's one of the things that we're called to be gracious. Jesus was told for us all to make the time that he takes us. So that you may know how to answer everyone. Look at First Thessalonians 4 11. Make it your ambition. I love that word. And that's kind of the key word I want to do today. I'm hoping to pick people up today. And honestly, I feel like halftime right now, I'm coming and it's halftime, and I'm talking about up for the second half of four people. Come on now. Right? I want you to make it your ambition to live your quiet life. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that you don't say anything. It means that you don't stir anything. The way that you act, you don't participate in the stirring. You are the peacemaker. What? Well, another peacemaker? I think it says that in there. Right? Be a quiet life. Mind your own business. Those of us who have keyboard parents, mind your own business. Come on, somebody. Be careful about what you tell us. Can I ask you tonight? your manners when you get on social media? Or when you respond to someone? Even when they ask you? Mind your business and work with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders. That's what he's talking about. That's actually the phrase. That you excellent person. That your manners might win the respect wherever you go. Listen to me. Wherever you 
you want. Any other questions, please? Second thing we need to look for. I mean, this wasn't from this week. It's not only our manners, but our moments. Our moments. Yeah, our moments. Yeah, I think you're God, but we have to pass the controller at the Atlanta Hartsdale Airport. You ever been to Atlanta? Holy Spirit, I'm saying, oh, no. When did we forget that? When did we start backing off? And 
words that I would say to you right now. Your opinions don't matter. Your actions do. And others that I see like at times I'm thinking that, oh I Our message is really simple. Our message is this. 
for your own sin.
Thanks for joining us today. We would love to help you on your next steps. Please visit cotlakes.com. Join us weekly as we continue to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in our community.